we're going to be taking you through the progress of our black comedy feature film. Who are you, by the way? Nobody, nobody knows who we are. <laughs> what this is, is a DIY cinema podcast for DIY filmmakers. The idea is that you don't wait for permission, you just start. This is our first feature film, something we're going to do together. Uh, you're going to get it warts and all. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go into it. I kind of think we could. This is DIY Cinema Cult. Hello, Aaron. How you, how you doing, mate? You okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm all right, yes, in this very strange and surreal new world that we find ourselves in. Yeah, welcome everyone to uh, episode five of DIY Cinema Cult. Uh, and we are, well, one of us is in Aaron's shed. We'll always be in my shed in spirit, but this time we're doing it through virtual technology rather than um, physicality because we discover ourselves in the plot of a very uh, high-budget uh, sci-fi movie. Yeah. But, but with no heroes. No, absolutely not. We are in self... Uh, we are self-isolating and social distancing because of coronavirus, obviously. And so we're doing this over the internet, over oh. a kind of Zoom, Skype, whatever should we call it. We don't... Well, other other providers are available let's not let's not advertise <laughs> but you know sponsorship by one of these providers would be helpful yeah in oh. the ever escalating monthly costs <laughs> associated with being stuck in our own <laughs> homes for the rest of our lives oh my god it's a bit weird isn't it i i kind of feel a bit like when the pubs closed that was the most terrifying moment of this whole thing almost because i never thought i'd ever see an england where the government shuts all the pubs in the land. I mean, you know, shit's hit the fan then, right? Well, yeah, and uh, and ironically, then it was this kind of kind of de- de- demonising of people who were still going to pubs, which yeah. I think even in the war, the pubs opened between you know eleven and three o'clock, and then they kicked them all out because they had to go and do stuff, and then they reopened at seven o'clock. Yeah. But but we've we're, but we're in a totally new reality now. But it's it's like at least we've got the pubs. You know, in, in any time of crisis, uh, any any terror attack in the past that me and you have we both talked about this before. Which we um, which, which we spent quite a lot of time in the pub on. We go 11, well, didn't we? Well, an Englishman runs straight to the pub and drinks quite heavily through it, and uh, and then things seem a bit better, and there's lots of camaraderie, and now we're not even allowed that. We we just have to stay in. No, but it's not going to restrict our intoxicants. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just mixing my uh, gin martini now, mate. And and look, I what I wanted to do was when we I wanted us to be in the shed for this episode, obviously, but we can't yeah. because I, I've got some presents for, for our for you and our mm. podcast. So the first present is that this I can show Aaron this. You can't see this because it's. Uh, we're on a video call, so this is... Unless, unless we do actually show the video, if, if we're so desperate for content, we might end up just showing a clip of both of our faces talking uh, to a microphone. No, we, we, got, we got a little What's cocktail that? mixer. It's a little cocktail oh, shaker. It's beautiful. It's like no, blue glass our... and brass on the top. It's Where did you get it from? It's amazing. Uh, it's just a little shop in, on the high street, but it's like this is our, uh, this is our podcast shaker now, so we don't have to use your flask anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that, and then um, 
and also I had another present for you, which I was going to wrap, uh, but I'm going to just show it to you on on the on the on the video now. Yeah. While I'm making my my martini a drink, a little present for your for your office for your, for the shed. Oh, amazing! Uh-huh. It's so beautiful. This, so this is for our listeners. This is the DIY Cinema Cult um, logo. As it's, I kind of done it as a. a I've actually cut it in in lino, and it's like a lino ink print. It's absolutely so, gorgeous. We suddenly look so much more proper than we. It did. looks pro. It, it looks, looks pro now. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's put in a frame, uh, and and amazingly at the moment it's reflecting the screen and me <laughs> talking to you over the internet back at it because it's reflective so we i think we'll just have to share a screen grab of that on our yeah. new, newly created uh social media presence yes yeah, so we've got i mean we'll stick i mean what what i could do is look this is a picture we could stick up on their instagram is us doing us doing this look let's get virtual man okay Here we go so this is. Am I going to take a picture of you taking a picture of me taking a picture of you? Yeah, go on. There we go. Got oh, it. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the snake that eats its own tail. Yeah. One thought. One thought I had actually going back to the whole pub situation is yeah. um, uh, the news. The news cut. The news has gone mad, as you know. Um, uh, BBC and everything. And it just reminds me of uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, you know um, the news when they when they kind of they watch the news and the newscasters going uh, remove the head or destroy the brain and it's that kind of madness that yeah now the new that's what the news is um, and we've kind of been brought up on all of these scenarios being this either you know in Shaun of the Dead obviously it's for comedic effect uh, yeah but we've seen a million and one kind of apocalyptic movies before uh and but we've all in those films usually there's there's some people as i was mentioning earlier there's usually some people behind the scenes kind of that are going to save us all right so yeah so keanu at this moment should be you know flying across siberia in a helicopter to rescue a beautiful young uh scientist doctor woman yeah from being kidnapped by somebody evil, like you know, some of the Russians or whatever, uh, because she's got the 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 thing that's going to protect the whole of of humanity. Yeah, uh, exactly. In a suitcase, but she's being held to ransom. So, but I I kind of don't feel that that's happening to us. No, no, no. We want Keanu Reeves to go over and and beat up Baron uh, Baron Corona or yeah. whoever's put this yeah. virus into the uh, ether some sort of bond villain type character who's yeah. a bit like halfway between sort of vladimir putin and boris yeltsin um is is basically you know the the responsible for all this but in reality it's a much more humdrum and sort of sad affair which is there isn't any heroes as far as we can see apart from it must be said the people working in the likes of the nhs who let's absolutely what a job right now to be dealing with that. And um, uh, uh, but it, but what I did what it did also make me realise is that um, my film of maybe seven years ago, yeah, uh, Mr. Talkie's Holiday was somewhat prophetic. It really it really was because it was about a guy stuck inside not necessarily stuck inside he was quite an agrophobic character wasn't he and he stays inside playing yeah. his video games 
so much so he's so insular he doesn't realize that the end of the world is actually coming about outside his door yeah uh, which i thought was lovely and it's um it's kind of yeah it's very prophetic wasn't it really so we're, we're all a bit like mr Torquay now that we're all stuck mm. stuck inside but instead of uh video games it's uh zoom calls or yeah. other providers yeah uh, of uh, video conferencing software. well I, I, feel, I feel a bit like it's this whole experience is it feels like a weird movie coming to life and like i mentioned sean of the dead thing without giving too much of where we are currently located me and you kind of live in and around the area where that was that film yeah. was made that film was shot so it just seems like movies and real life are kind of just merging and becoming a big kind of weird soup we, we basically i think my, my my theory and it's completely paranoid and probably untrue is that after david bowie died basically yeah. it's all got all turned to shit uh, he was somehow prop, propping up the universe's kind of balance, uh, and yeah. then he died, and then Prince died, uh, and then after that, Trump got in, Brexit, blah blah blah. It's all yeah. collapsed, and we're just at the very bottom end of that now. You are listening to the debut feature film podcast. This is DIY Cinema Cult. How's it going over there in the shed? Is it all, how's the shed looking? So I've really, what I've had to do in a way is kind of transfer my uh, film company to this shed, which is, is yeah. it's always been the case, but now I can no longer actually go out and film anywhere. As freelance creative types, in a way, we're used to having to adapt to circumstances quite regularly. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to, or perhaps we can even uh, do something ourselves how this translates into sort of narrative filmmaking in some way because obviously yeah. you know uh the idea of location filming is has gone out the window but everybody is somewhere and lots of people are doing interesting and things from their own place i mean at the moment it seems like there's a huge boon for uh, uh, for fitness instructors who can kind yeah. of transmit to the world suddenly from their <laughs> own bedroom, but I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that translates to filmmakers or, or uh, designers or whatever. I mean, certainly animators could still do their work from from home. Yeah, Fun, yeah. funny enough, there was that little kind of period, wasn't there, when the pub shut, but we still weren't on a complete kind of lockdown. Lockdown, yet. yeah. And, and, and I, it did cross my mind. I was thinking, God, if you wanted to shoot something in a restaurant or a pub now. Yeah. It's a fantastic time to do it because they'd they'd just snatch you up. It's like, can we can we shoot in your pub for a day? Because yeah. um, it will all be you know they're not actually allowed to kind of open to customers, but shoots would have been great. But then obviously, then the government put kibosh on that because everyone's yeah. not allowed to leave the house at all. But yeah, and yeah. It, you know it is serious. I do know people who have been ill, very ill, and a few other people are, are friends of friends who who have sadly not made it. So it's it's yeah, kind absolutely. of heavy. It's it's a heavy thing, but. Um, uh, but so I'm, I'm interested, I suppose, in in now how it translates into a new work, way of working. So I mean, you're obviously uh, still working on on the film that we're trying to make, aren't you? I, I, you yeah. Said, you said there's a new sort of draft which I'm waiting to have a look at. Yeah, I mean, I mean literally, you know, me because I've been doing some work at home for for a, a client I've been working with quite a lot recently. But working from home means that I have been able to do to use my time way way more efficiently um i don't have any kind of horrible commute to kind of have to contend with each day 
also at any times I have downtime from my clients work, I can work on the script. So it just means that actually this is kind of, it's been a real eye opener in the ways that you can uh, work. And like I say, with routine, I've just finished a, a new draft, which I'm really, really happy with probably the happiest I've been out of all of them so far. And it feels really ready now to send to actors, send to kind of uh, investors. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really happy with that. I've also, I've also done like the, the, the first draft of what is now called Old Man, which is the contender to be our web series that we could, we could make as a kind of run up to uh, making routine. So, and once now I've done the routine latest draft, I'm ready to jump back on to, to the Old Man and do a second draft of that. So I'm just trying to use my time as, my, as best as I possibly can really, you know. Yeah, and I mean it's great to hear that, that the writing's been coming along, and I think you're very good at even though with you've got a little baby, even though you're actually managing to work uh, on things outside of you know client work, kind of creative sort of film work. Yeah, but, well, it's like, I think I mentioned it on that la- that last episode, I, the rambly episode I did so in uh, Belgium <laughs> when I was just kind of muttering to myself on a, on a couple on of bottles of left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I did kind of, yeah, want to chat to you about that, you know, that kind of thing of career versus family where you, how you organize your time to fit around. I know you've got your family and you've got your, all, all your other commitments and how you film. And I'd be interested to hear what other filmmakers have to say, how you find that time. Like, I think I found that recently with having a little baby, my only real window of time that I could work was my commute on the tube. So I ended up yeah, writing the last draft or make, taking notes, not for the last draft of routine, actually for the first draft of Old Man was stood up on a packed tube and just scribbling notes while commuting into work because I literally had three hours every day. My commute was so horrible from the last, mm. on the last job I was on. It was a three-hour round trip. So I had three hours where I could just work on the script. I mean, I wasn't sat at a comfortable desk. I was stood up, you know, stuffed into someone's armpit but that's the only time I had so I just had to do it yeah. and make the most of it and I think that's what you kind of have to do I don't know if you find the same thing with being a family man as well mm. how you find time to do your work I don't know what your routine is yeah I mean I think what in a way I've got it good and bad in that you had a you had a bit where you were guaranteed to be out of the house and yeah. albeit not an ideal kind of um sort of uh environment to sort of sit and concentrate on on writing but you made it work for that sort of time whereas Mm. in a way because i work so much from home and now obviously everybody works from home um in a way there isn't that so much separation between what's going on in the house and what's happening in the shed there is about there's about 10 meters of grass between us but of course now the kids are at home because yeah. school is is been out. I'm um, actually we've been off for two weeks now. Um, there's there's very very little separation. Although the way we do it is my partner and I are splitting the time. So I try and do the mornings. She's yeah. doing the afternoons, and then at least I can know that in the afternoon I can get some some work work done and whether that's creative project work whether it's trying to keep the the sort of business thing ticking over in some way or um or the likes of this obviously which uh i'm very happy with the idea that that this is the first time i've been able to have a drink over uh, 
video well, conferencing as well. well. Let's do a virtual uh, cheers there. With a virtual our, cheers. Our, I'm going to just clink my eyes. Yeah. Well, there's what there's one shed gin going on. One not so yeah. shed. Which is, <laughs> I'll just um, picture. I'll just paint the scene for average of of. Uh, of Mark looking very professional, but uh, clearly a cot in the background. <laughs> yeah, baby, baby stuff generally, and um, a bed. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, our well, it's not our baby's room; it's our room, but it's our baby sleeps here too. And yeah, it's very kind of lots of baby stuff. So I mean, you might see uh, Debbie kind of uh, walk in in the background at some stage and do a nappy or two. So don't don't be too distracted. But it's funny thinking with this whole uh, self-isolation and social distancing and a bit of a lockdown going on, it actually makes me, uh, it makes writing a lot easier for me because as a great procrastinator, mm. and I'm sure many other writers find this too, one of the hardest things to do when you're writing is just to keep yourself sat down doing it when there's beautiful weather outside and friends might be in the pub or you might be having a picnic or yep. just on a walk down the street. You always have this niggling in the back of your brain, even if the script's going fantastically well. You just think to yourself, "Jesus, well, I should be out. I should be outside looking at a tree, or yeah. talking to a fellow human being." Um, but in current situation, it's ideal for writing because it's like there's nothing else I can do, you know, apart from uh, obviously be with my family. But it's like it gives you perfect excuse to focus and knuckle down on any kind of writing projects you've you've got. Yeah, no, I mean, I think in a way, um, there's a little bit of me which, despite all of the obviously sort of unpleasant sides to it all, there's a bit of me which hopes that um, I can use it and we can use it for uh, as a positive, you know, turning something that's quite sort of scary and negative into a positive. Um, yeah. a part, part of it is that, as in, okay, what are your priorities? You know, start to drop all the stuff that is unnecessary for a bit. You fall yeah forced to stay in there's no you know i mean you know there's no shopping there's no going out and doing things that that potentially you know waste your time uh so focus on your priorities i think uh, i think our situation is is challenging because whereas uh if you've got a salary job and then you're forced into to isolation looks like government will 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 look after you Mm -hmm. if you you are self-employed and you uh, be forced into self-isolation, it also looks like you are going to get a bit of government help. So again, it might give you a bit of a break until work starts picking up to do writing projects, to do other things. Yeah. But actually, we're, a, we're this weird hybrid thing, aren't we? We were, all t- we were told yeah. that, it, we, that it, working in the industry that we work in, that, that we should be a limited company, mm-hmm. which means that effectively we're a one-person company um and we're now in a gray area because we're 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 probably the one sector that's not covered by any kind of help and that and yeah. that if you know in a way i find knew we were getting the protection we needed for two three months then i feel like it would be a great time for creative people to you know reline the well and to really mm-hmm. focus on doing something really exciting that they've not been able to do for a while that can then once these restrictions are lifted can you know it, it, uh, you'd hope it would become a kind of flowering of interesting creative 
stuff that's been yeah. happened during this process. But we've we've potentially got you know uh, money problems as a result. So it's mm. a balance between those two things, um, making sure that we can. You know, now you've got these seemingly you've got time. We've got time to do creative stuff, but maybe we got we got a lot of wolves coming to yeah. the door very yeah. soon. Well, well, I mean, in my mind, when writing um, the old man uh, web series, I was thinking, right, well, this is something we we're going to have to do pretty soon. Um, we're going to need to get some money together, maybe run a Kickstarter campaign get some talented friends together, get a kind of band, to, you know, a band of people together to do this. Uh, and now the kind of, the, the, the kind of landscape shifted. No one's going to really yeah. want to invest in a Kickstarter campaign. People are kind of very wary about money and uh, the economically everyone's very, very unstable. So a Kickstarter campaign looks a bit kind of... Um, and not a great prospect at this current time. We can't yeah. even go. We can't even go to shoot anything anywhere because you know a film crew yeah. is a is a gathering that is an unnecessary kind of a, a gathering of too many people currently. Um, so it just makes you think. Well, I guess we can. You know, we need to put it off. Any plans to make any films? I, I'm I'm sure loads of people out there. What I, what I'm worried about is like people who are in our situation who don't have a lot of money to make a feature film. Mm. I bet there's quite a lot of people out there who literally this was their time. They were due to be shooting right now and they've scratched some money together. They've got some investors involved and they've had to call the whole thing off yep. because of the, the current climate. And it's, it, it must be kind of really, really tough on quite a lot of filmmakers at the moment because, um, uh, and that goes for all kinds of kind of creative people. People have been releasing music, people have been organizing events um you know it must a lot be of a big bad festivals time. shut down obviously you know a lot of big festivals yeah and also fit like uh, you know we were just saying when we the other day we um entered chewing gun man to the short film uh, corner at, at Cannes because mm. we were talking about maybe using that to get our accreditation to go there and maybe drum up some yeah, money yeah. for routine uh, and, and we have got in but you know that's going to get i guess it's pushed back rather than being cancelled i think isn't it i think that's that's the thing yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard. It's very hard to know, uh, you know, what will happen sort of in the short term. But um, what one thing that sort of struck me, I was talking to another filmmaker, Hadi Hajay, who we who we might well have on this podcast in the foreseeable future, and yeah. um, he said that there is an opportunity here for people who have potentially got something in the can, but yeah. uh, but not necessarily finished because the big broadcasters. Have now got a captive audience of <laughs> four billion people sat on their asses on a sofa, yeah. desperate for something to entertain them. With you know the likes of Netflix, uh, Amazon, the BBC, and what have you, whose all of their productions have completely shut down. Yeah, they can't film anything, and certainly probably won't be able to finish anything for six months nine months who knows maybe a year so potentially there's a sort of a new battleground of uh these streets particularly the streamers but also the mainstream broadcasters trying to find stuff that is potentially finishable yeah that with no but no need for fi any more filming so yeah so it struck me with my documentary, with my documentary about the rave era, that although I've uh, I would love to do more filming, I've got a lot of it in the can, 
And I'm going to, again, if I can get the sort of financial side of it off my back a little bit to just get that to some sort of shape so that maybe yeah. doors that wouldn't have been open before reopen. And so, you know, us being DIYs, DIY cinema cult, if I can get this film done DIY, but then it goes out to a bigger audience who are gasping for new stuff. Absolutely. 100%. And I think broadcasters right across the, the board are, and, and I'm, I, I, pretty i'm i'm a pretty good guess at this because i've a broadcaster i've recently been working for i was i was privy to a meeting where they were kind of discussing this but i think all broadcasters across the board are now looking also for content that is easy to make yeah quick to make because a lot of their big shows a lot of their big productions are cancelled yeah but they need they need stuff to go on air uh, and so that so that so all broadcasters are currently across the board are coming up with right what do we have what can we make uh, very quickly very easily stuff that's relevant as well to the to COVID-19 as well yeah. so um it that might open up a little vacuum within the industry for um independent filmmakers to kind of drop into because mm. it'll, or people who can self-shoot people who can edit um if you have contacts with the industry or if you if you can try and find some contacts within the industry i think there's a greater need now for little independents little indies editors self-shooters filmmakers to make kind of bite-sized content that will go on uh on television, on cable, on national broadcasters, because it is some—it is a problem they have uh, with Match of the Day not really being on. Uh, it, it, they've scaled that down to now Match of the Day is a podcast that's been recorded in Gary Lineker's kitchen. It's that, <laughs> and it's that kind of idea where right now things are changing. We've got to come up really quick with some ideas, with some concepts that are easy to turn around, and you know, I've got to save our skins basically and keep our channel relevant. So maybe we should set our listeners and ourselves some kind of challenge to make something within these current confines because it's the classic um, classic thing of uh, uh, creative obstructions, right? As in yeah. low-budget indie filmmakers, their job should be, well, I've only got this much money, uh, I've only got this location, I'm going to make a film anyway. And so in a way, we're in the ultimate obstruction here which is you're not even allowed to really go out of your door yes you yeah. can go to the park briefly but you ain't getting a film crew there and you are you aren't meeting other actors so yeah. how can uh, a drama a comedy or a documentary or or whatever thriller whatever it might be happen within these current um, uh, obstructions. And it's, I, I, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? I'd love, it to is. see, I'd love to see what people come up with. And, you know, it could, it could be stuff that's very high production values. It could be something that's shot on someone's mobile phone. Um, but I'd be interesting, interested to see um, what kind of concepts or what kind of stories will start to be told with this current climate and the fact that it is going to have to be a lot of self-shooting, a lot of minimal stripped down ideas. Mm. Yeah. And, it, and it could be that, you know, the entirety uh, of a film happens on the confines of someone's screen, you know, as in it's, it is an, an interesting creative conundrum. So yeah. we, we can throw that out to our listeners.
Yeah, no, follow us, follow us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, what are all the other ones? Well, we should set up the YouTube as well because I think... We're going to set up a YouTube. I think that'd be great. And basically this this video of us two staring at each other's rooms might be the first thing that goes up on the uh, YouTube site. Uh, it's going to get uh, millions of subscribers. <laughs> millions. I, I think a YouTube one would be great eventually when we've got stuff to... Uh, you know, when we start shooting stuff, how-tos of just productions, how we got ourselves together, how we planned and plotted stuff. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I was just thinking recently about um, uh, writing, uh, stru- uh, structuring my own writing and experiences I've had with doing the old man series I've just written, hmm. and it, I found it, fa- I found it really interesting and a really good way of working. In, in that I wrote this kind of, I mean, I said it's like a what is it? It's like a eight part, eight part thing, which is essentially each each one's. Uh, on average, about ten minutes long. So essentially, it's almost a feature-length thing within yeah. itself. Within itself. Um, but what I did was, as soon as I finished doing that and wrote that first draft and kind of sent it off to you, I kind of jumped back onto routine. And I hadn't read routine for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, while I was writing the old man stuff. And it was with real fresh eyes that I read routine again. And I was like, oh my god, actually, this isn't. This is actually feeling really, really nice. Ah, actually, yeah. that bit is a bit shonky. That needs fixing, and I could, I could just see it completely fresh, uh, and it, and it happened very quickly that the next draft of routine then happened because I was just so fresh with it, uh, and now I've kind of finished the routine uh, fifth draft. Now I'm dying to jump back on old man, and it's a really nice way of working having two projects uh, running side by side, because you can just, once you kind of get to the end of one draft, you can kind of switch gear and jump onto the next one. I heard a screenwriter on some kind of video I was watching on YouTube the other week saying that there's one technique, which is to write for 20 minutes at a time. Like say if you've got multiple projects, write for 20 minutes on one script or one story, jump to the next one for 20 minutes, then jump to the third for another 20 minutes. And, and I found that I, I, I mean, I, I guess it works for some people. I don't know if it would work for, for myself and maybe our listeners have their own kind of ways of working. But I do, it, it was, it may, really made me think of Ridley Scott um, who panned anyone who works on multiple scripts at the same time. And mm-hmm. he kind of said, you know, come on, you've got to constantly, you've got to knuckle down. Don't run away from your script. You know, don't, don't run away from your story. You know, just um, get to the end, work it out and work on one, finish it. And then you can move to the next one. Yeah. And, I, and I think I kind of agree with him on that, but I think I fall, I kind of fall halfway between the two. I think it's lovely to kind of get to, to the end of a draft on one story. Uh, and then be able to rest yourself from that story, jump onto something new. Because what you always find is that you are completely refreshed. You know, by the time you get to the end of the first draft of that one story, you're kind of a bit tired and weary of it. Yeah. Jumping on, jumping back onto something you've been working a couple of weeks or months ago, you're completely fresh again, and and, and literally you've had no rest between the two you're constantly shifting and writing so it's been a good it's been a really good really good experience i'm dying to get back onto old man now and kind of work a second draft of that series up yeah i think there's there's something to be said for uh just taking a break away from something so ridley Ridley scott possibly had the privilege of being able to uh immerse himself in an entire universe and something like blade runner is you know, is an entire universe to be completely immersed in. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but um, I think you know we we we're, we're 
in a modern day we're used to I, I hate I hate the word multitasking because I don't think it really exists. But we're 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 used to having a shorter attention span, yeah. should we say? And so the ways and means to deal with that shorter attention span, for good or better, is potentially having a few uh, ovens in in the fire. What's the phrase? Irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. Irons in fire. Irons, <laughs> ovens in the fire. I think I think the gin's going down quite well. This is but, the, but yeah. But but, but but also I think having having a having that kind of multi is you know having the idea that you're working on multiple stories at the same time maybe lends yourself to kind of uh, once you start feeling that you're having trouble with one story and you can't quite push through yeah it maybe is an excuse to ah oh, I want to just bail out of this for a second and jump onto something else whereas maybe what I'm saying is no push through work it out work out the problems in the script get to the end of that draft then you can rest and then come back to it in a couple of weeks time and yeah. see how see how it reads but this there is something nice about acknowledging your own procrastination levels mm. and then going okay well when i'm really struggling with this thing over here i just i will just go and do this instead and so for me and recently it's been sort of making some music actually just sitting ah, and nice. doing, doing some music i've got a new tune which we could use for our um oh, yeah. uh, some new stings for the podcast i was going to say with our yeah. i mean I, I mean we've obviously the music we use on on diy cinema cult is the wonderful music of aaron uh that i have then kind of uh shonked with and yeah. uh, put some kind of little kind of voices to and stuff but maybe we should start and you know in, in a kind of adam and joe styly yeah. make up some new stings for each other that we can present to each other and maybe have on the show yeah yeah definitely now <laughs> who's the female voice in, in the, that's, I don't, that's debbie that's it's debbie. debbie she's got yeah. a radio voice yeah she's good yeah it's very she's good got, she i mean you know talking about kind of expanding into uh <laughs> different areas get, do a do her a little uh test tape what do they call it yeah like, over artists yeah yeah you know? a little reel it'll get a little reel to get her a reel to you know just get her saying if you've got problems with your life insurance <laughs> yeah she could do it she well, tell her she's got a good voice you are listening to DIY Cinema Cult. Next up with routine is I still have, I still haven't sent you the, that script have I the, no. the, the last draft I will send you that right now so um, excited yeah yeah I, I will send it I mean but what 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 you're going to find is that characters are just a bit more defined it's a bit more all characters now seem to be working really well for the story really well for the themes of the of the of the story um don's kind of really his through line seems really strong now um it's not perfect like i can see us going through some more iterations and more and more drafts but i just feel like if i was if i was someone if i was an actor say and i got sent that in the post i'd really get it and I'd be kind of quite excited by it. So I'm, I'm after after obviously like sterilizing the package, sterilize, wiping it down, putting the mask on, and having the little read. <laughs> I'd I'd be in, I'd be into it. But I mean, obviously, I'm biased. Well, I say I'm biased. I'm actually, you know, always quite hard on 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 things are produced. But it's um, it feels it feels it feels right at the moment. It feels like I'm quite confident to um, send it out, get it yeah. seen by people. Yeah. Well, I'm your first port of call, so send out yeah. 
you're always a good critic mate so i'll send it over and, and and let me know what you think of it i look forward to it so i mean how have the characters that because uh, i know the last sort of time we did a podcast together uh, we were talking quite a lot about how emma's character has developed um how how has emma's character sort of developed since because we were sort of talking about the you know the, the fact that she was a social media kind of uh, yeah. star in some way and uh, i'm interested to know if you could summarize what she's what, what her character's sort of uh, how that's changed yeah exactly that it's that she she very much is a kind of way more of a driving force to the story than she was in previous drafts so it, it's um in previous drafts there were members of the audience who were posting things to social media and were kind of being active in that sense of the story and she's and those characters just seem to be extra to what we actually needed so she's she has become those characters and they've kind of merged into one in in, in a sense um so she's way more of a kind of forceful uh, character she's she just works really well right through to the end and you know the fact that she is this social media kind of mogul i guess uh mm. she's this kind of incredible blogger who's got thousands and thousands of followers uh it it just adds so much to the theme of this idea of performance um you know us pretending to be somebody maybe that we're not it's, uh, it's, it's you know in, in in social situations yeah uh and also and also the character of benny the young comic who is kind of an agitator for don our main character uh, he is uh you know without giving too much away he's this kind of very brash confidence type of character who we find out is he is having to live to deliver some kind of performance himself in order to find his way into the comedy he sees it very much as a job comedy is very much an industry for him he is a he is um he sees it as a business yeah uh, and as any businessman he's putting forward a, a, a presentation of himself to people and and that we find out later in the script so it all the characters now seem to be really working well thematically for this idea of 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 performance uh, yeah yeah i'm happy i'm happy with it well i look forward to reading the next version for sure so um, yeah so uh i guess we should start to wrap it up a little bit yeah, I reckon getting, we could wrap this one up. Getting getting our neck of the woods. So um, so we think maybe we should sort of set both ourselves and our listeners a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. To create something uh, that could work in our new isolated uh, world. And maybe it could be something that can feed into, um, you know, well, something that we could do that could feed into our social media sort of channels but definitely uh, yeah yeah get get in contact on instagram twitter facebook uh and you know you know all, all the usuals and, and let us know what kind of films you're making or just show us as well it'd be great to kind of see the stuff that people are producing so in a way i think somehow like keeping with that diy aesthetic and that diy attitude what can you do yourself what could we actually write and do uh, whether it is from our own sheds, bedrooms, uh, gardens, etc. Because, because now, mate, it's it's all gone pirate. We're we're all pirate we're now. We're all pirates. That, yeah, that's it. I mean, what I liked was when we were talking about trying to get into the Cannes Film Festival, uh, and when we were plotting a scheme to kind of get a film in the short film corner and get our accreditation. I liked your reaction. Your reaction was like, "Well, hang on, do we 
do we do we want to go there? I mean, we're pirates, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you can't be pirates and then go. Please, can we come to your special party? Yes, <laughs> please, exactly. Please, can we yeah. be invited? We're really, really <laughs> naughty, but we still want to come. Can we, we come still, along? Give us the money to make our film, please. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, let, let's come up with some fresh ideas. Let's come up with some ways that we can just do things differently. And because that's what we're setting out to do from the start, isn't it? We want to. Yeah do this film we're not we don't have maybe the greatest connections we don't have all the money in the bank how then can we come up with in, inventive new ways to get the funds together to make a film that looks of high production value that tells a great story and that people want to see right nice one all okay. right <laughs> see you later listeners <laughs> see you later <laughs> listeners <laughs>